Did it work? Yes, yes, yes. We are right. on. We are live. It's working. Technology, <laughs> you gotta love it. And um, love it. and we are live right now. So please don't say anything that's gonna be embarrassing to me, you, or the crew. You know. You <laughs> but, know, I okay. can't guarantee that. But I will oh, do my hey, best. hey. This, this show is about saying what's on your mind. Uh, sometimes it may be uh, PC. Sometimes it may not be PC. But one thing for sure, it's going to be our truth. And even, hey, so uh, welcome back. This, you know, it's almost been two months since I've recorded a podcast. And partial of that reason is because I've just been really, really busy, all doing good stuff. And, um, and partial of we're even on this particular issue today because to tell you the truth, it's been... Uh, sis, it's been a little frustrating, but oh, without further ado, who uh, my great great friend, my sister from another mister, is on the phone <laughs> on the podcast with me right now, Miss Jamie Johnson herself, Sisters of the yeah. Streets founder and CEO. Extraordinary yeah. woman, Thank welcome. You. What's up? Thanks, bro. I'm glad to be back on the podcast. We miss your podcast. We need your podcast. And uh, I'm honored to be able to hop on when you get, you know, restarted and rebooted up, um, especially on this topic. Um, don't know where it's going to go, but man, I'm in the same boat, just busy and really trying to stay out the, the drama and the negativity. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of impossible almost when it just keeps coming at you. So sometimes it needs to be addressed. And I feel like what better platform than coming from straight from the, um, the source's mouth, you know? Yeah, I was about to get mad if you called me a horse. I don't know about the horse's mouth. I'll be the source's <laughs> I, mouth. I, I, thought, I, thought about it. I thought about it like, hold on, let me not be offensive. Let me not call the, <laughs> Let me not call my brother a horse. <laughs> yeah, I got you. The sources, Although, uh, sources uh, uh, guys, the, not horses. The source's mouth, right? <laughs> hey, and you know, as I'm thinking, we, we may have to part two this too after today because there is... Um, you know, I've never really gone into depth and dealt with this issue, but I, I think, I not think, I know we need to. And I, I mm-hmm. think, um, honestly, I've given it enough time of not talking about this particular issue because, for one, hoping that things would be solved, hoping, hoping that um, these issues would be rectified and that people would realize that I'm not here to hurt anybody. And But what, right. what seems, and we'll start from the beginning, um, but yeah, I just um, I just had to speak because I've been just taking blows and hits for no for not no reason because I'm not gonna uh, not say it's not a reason because I do see the reason and I understand it. But I've been getting hit without hitting back for too long, and now mm-hmm. and not that I'm hitting back right now, but I I want to discuss it and why this open platform because other people there's people that listen to this podcast that know and aware of aware of this and but the people the particular people. Um, on my end, I'm gonna keep them nameless, but the people in this situation that um, they're not talking to me. Like right. I, I waited, and since you know, for months and months and months, and I'm not a hard person to talk to. I'm very understanding, very empathetic, sympathetic, and a, just a good. I, I strive to try and be a good person to everybody, and um, and no, but still, no one will pick up a phone or meet with me or nothing to talk about this issue. But without right. further ado. You know, this solution-based season number two of Raised in Pimp City. And we need to talk about this, this this issue of can a former pimp, a.k.a. this guy, 
who is really there's others but mm-hmm. uh, this guy right now <laughs> um is there a place for me and i don't even want to so, see so much is happening in these two these months like right. i don't even want to say in this movement like because <laughs> i am in this i'm in i'm in a movement the movement and the movement i'm speaking of is not a particular just a anti-trafficking the movement that i'm a part of is the if the movement of improving the uh, people of helping people across the board not just this particular genre but what, because of this podcast what it's about what we're going to talk about just specifically is there a place for and should there be a place for a former pimp working on this solution right i mean my simple answer i mean just my personal answer is going to be yes a simple yes i know that people aren't going to take that as like you know just that easy um there's so many reasons though and i mean i think i i appreciate you i think it's a good look to have somebody who identifies as a formerly exploited person um talk about this as well just because i think that that narrative sometimes hits a little bit harder for the people that that want to have an open mind but don't necessarily know how to understand or still feel like they are rightfully so very triggered or traumatized by their specific situations which i completely understand i know and i'm well aware that you understand where people's kind of um lack of understanding comes from and not even lack of understanding but just kind of hesitation to allow this this kind of integration of this space um and i completely understand and i think i agree you're one of the most empathetic people that i have met i what bothers me so much and i think where it com- becomes very personal for me is knowing you on a personal level and seeing how empathetic and how much you are doing in the community not just for anti exploitation but just for the community in general and then seeing people attack you and like you said not even having the 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 maturity to come and call you on the phone or hit you up on Facebook or or something come to your office like something like all these months are passing and everybody got time to set up you know meetings and 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 conversations about you why not just take skip all that and have the conversation with you because i feel like everybody who has a conversation with you specifically comes to a place of like how do you disagree with that how do you disagree with with being human and and being you and bringing humanity back into the community that's impossible you got to be pure evil to disagree with that so i think my opinion why people are not approaching you personally is because i think that they're very aware that once they have a conversation with you then that makes them once you know something then you become guilty if you if you do the wrong thing and so once somebody understands you and they understand you as a person and they have to identify with you and relate to you because let's just face it anybody who've been in the game has similar qualities like i always say i i was a pimp i was a trafficker i was whatever you want to call it i pimped girls out i turned girls out that probably weren't of age i took girls money i beat girls up i did what i had to do but because people look at me as i was in quote unquote survival mode they okay it and they give me a pass and they say that i was still a victim but when are we going to start paying attention to where your victimization came in maybe not somebody forcing you physically or mentally but where are we going to pay attention to the systematic oppressions and the and the racial issues and the communities that we grew up in and the lack of opportunities or lack of understanding of opportunities or lack of education to to uh successfully like attack those opportunities when are we going to start paying attention to where your 
circumstances became survival mode as well. Because if we're not able to do that, we ain't never going to figure out no solutions. We're going to just keep sitting here in these places of like, oh, you're a victim, so you get to do whatever you want because you were traumatized. When are we going to start paying attention to your trauma or the buyer's trauma or somebody else's trauma who has very similar aspects um, in their life? But we're too, we're so stuck in our victimization um, as a general, as because as somebody who's been exploited, I'm just going to keep it real. We get a lot of attention and we get a lot of praise and, and rapport now. And we get a lot of like, oh, you're so resilient and you're so strong. And that shit feels good after you've been beaten down for so long. You know what I mean? Like that shit feels good to get praised for something that people shamed you for for so long or people made you feel dirty for. I understand that. But at the same time, these people are scared to get to know you as a human, in my opinion, because then they have to humanize you and they got to take accountability for their actions and where they take a place in lack of solution. And then then what? Then who do they blame? And that's not jabs at nobody, but it's like that's that's just really what I see going on. And if they if they like you and they're your friend and you're a friend of theirs now, well, shit, now I ain't got nobody to place my place. my I, I can't I can't be a victim anymore. Now I got to be strong and I got to take accountability. And now I got to figure out how I'm just like this other person. And now I got to work alongside him. And now I got to appreciate and respect him. It's much easier for them to sit back and be like, oh, no, he pimped on somebody. He's a bad guy. And it's really to me, it's really that simple. Yeah, I mean, for the record, like I've said this many, many times, and I, I don't condone um, past behaviors of mine that may have harmed anybody, male or female. Um, I, you know, I, I, uh, fortunately, I was able to, grow, my mind was able to grow and grow out of, of behaviors that weren't productive or, or, or good for me as a human being or the people that I was around. You know, so but at this point with my experience, I'm, I'm able to transform that into um, being others. I, can, I not only as much as some people may not want me to, I, I'm helping and affecting the lives of so many women survivors, mm-hmm. quote unquote, survivors daily. You know what I mean? The people, the, the women where I come from and my background is is most of the girls I know was in game in the game or involved in the, in that world in some way, shape, form, or fashion. So even if mm-hmm. help program for their kids, we're helping their boyfriends, husbands, and including them. We just had the last day of our jewels program, which was last mm-hmm. week, which was amazing. Those That's and right. I, I my my involvement might have been just dropping off food, you know, to that extent. Even even though I was requested to come in more, but I didn't. I you know I'm able to give. I was. I'm able, I don't need to be everywhere. I, my goal is to just help people. And you know, one of the things that have come up is um, with the people that are anti-Armand uh, being involved is um, <laughs> is just me being in what's called survivor-only spaces. And just to to address that, like a survive the, the places that um, that have come up that have been they said has been bad for me to to come into. For one, was a. Uh, um, it was the the recent uh, what's it called the Just Conference that you know that I was if I don't go anywhere damn near ninety percent of the places I go to I'm invited to go to these places I don't try to bombard my way into anybody's space or situation I only go I go where I'm loved and where I'm wanted and right. I went there and my my goal wasn't to offend anybody to trigger anybody and and as, as a whole that Just Conference in itself was probably. Um, what 10% survivors maybe the rest of that was um, you know 
with people that are just involved in the movement, the, you know, uh, different uh, social services and things like that. I recall there was even a, a breakaway session that no survivors were even allowed to go into. So this wasn't a survivor only <laughs> space. If anything, I felt it was disrespectful to, towards survivors. And and I'm the one that would have went to war for them. You know, they couldn't even right. give, give the decency of designating the survivors that were their tables, you know? Had you had, I remember that point, you had to create <laughs> your own table, if I if I remember correctly. Yeah. So if this if this is one of those survivor only spaces, they shown up didn't show that, you know, it was actually right. disrespectful. So, but but once again, it, it was brought to me, and I know one day, just to be clear too. So I, I'm just going to bring up some of the things that were brought up that were bad on my part, and the, we so the second the day coat? of the we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about the red coat. So. <laughs> The second day, the second day of the conference, I wore a red, red velvetish coat, right? And Which my son, my son has one. I just thought about it right now. My son, he got Christmas pictures in a coat that looked just like that. And I think that's why I love that coat. Cause I'm like, that's a fly ass coat. And I'm like, wait, why do I like, hey, my son got one. So go ahead, proceed, hey, but I'm just saying. It's just not, I, I, okay. And I'm uh, just to explain, not to make belittle or anything, but I wore the red coat that was a, actually the day before that I, I dressed. I dress. I wear clothes. I right. love it. I've been doing it since I was four years old. My mama damn near dresses me all the time. She's been my seamstress, my fashion designer. I love fashion. I love dressing. Not because of the game, not because of anything. Just because you're just fly. Who, What's it's play? who I am, the person, the human being. Right. So I actually wore the red coat kind of on a challenge the day before there was a male survivor from, from Georgia and he had seen the outfit I had on. He was like, oh, no, I got to come tomorrow even sharper than this. We got And I was like, OK, I took that as a challenge, a fun, loving, free spirited challenge with mm -hmm. this individual. And I said, OK, well, I'm coming tomorrow, too. I went shopping. I thought I'd take me out a nice outfit in my mind. I'm not thinking that I need to downgrade my dress, not be too flashy because I could trigger somebody. But out of respect, out of respect, I do now. I, I see that if I was ever in that situation again, I may not dress as, as, as uh, it wasn't too flashy in my opinion, but it was borderline. But I understand me being a black male, young, and and the way I maneuver, it, it, it can remind somebody of, of a pimp pimp of habits it could remind somebody of that of a black urban pimp because i'm still move like that my body i it's not that um the, the the culture that took over me it's a mixture of just california culture urban right. hip-hop culture a mixture and then you're dressed up so to people outside right. of that culture it may look like that and it was even an instance where i was walking down the street and i seen somebody that i did trigger and i thought about it and i looked at myself my shoes my jacket and I felt really really bad I did so I understand it but that was one that's one of the pieces that's thrown up like I just wore this to be and that's not the case and if it you know right. anybody that was ever to come to me and talk to me and say Armand maybe you, like you know one of my good friends did say something about that later he told me you know Armand maybe you should not dress like that in this like these type of settings and I agreed, I understand, because I do not want anybody to feel uncomfortable in this place. 
So that's one. Yeah. Then you had um, an instance that wait, just wait, wait, been hold brought. Wait, 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 hold on. I got, I got too many, I got too many thoughts red on coat. that to, to, to move forward. Okay. Come on, the, red coat, red coat. Okay, okay. Well, the first, a side note, com- anybody who gets invited to my prom next month, I just want y'all to know, Armand got the okay for me to dress as fly and flashy and whatever as he wants to. So if y'all going to be triggered by it, please do not come because he's coming and he's going to look fly because the theme is royalty and I'm pretty sure he's going to go all out so I'm just side note that's all I'm going to say for that but um on on the just conference my thing is we can't be hypocritical so so with that example of the just conference we want to really get deep into it if we want to talk about the movement the anti-trafficking movement first of all we got to figure out what the fuck is our angle because we can't sit here and be like no stereotypes pimps can look like anything victims can look like anything buyers can look like anything but then in the same sentence in the same breath be like oh you're triggering somebody because of how you dress and the color of your skin you can't do that that doesn't work especially at a conference of 900 people where you're sitting there trying to tell them stop stereotyping people stop stereotyping the, the stigma around human trafficking but then wait aren't you doing the same thing right now with armand who is a, a prominent leader in this in this thing. That's my first thought on that. My second thought is the only reason anybody got any room to judge you, same, same as same avenue that I'm in, which we put ourselves in that lane, is because we openly and identify as a certain background. But right. guess what? I bet out of them 900 police in there, out, or I'm sorry, out of the 900 people, out of the 100 and whatever, however many, po- I bet there was at least a couple buyers in there, but they are not standing up talking about oh, I used to buy, or I have bought, or I've done this, or I've done that, because they're not self-identifying. So why, because you, so you're the focus, because you self-identified as something and are out here trying to make a change. Same thing that we all get praised and, and, and uplifted for, you doing the same thing, but in the same conference, they're demonizing you. Like the, the verbiage that they're using, is not trauma-informed because if you want to be trauma-informed, you can't only be trauma-informed to those that have been exploited, quote-unquote, or victimized in the way that you feel is victimized. You got to be trauma-informed and and um, appropriate to anybody who might be in the audience because you don't know who the fuck's background is in there. You don't know who... who you ask the survivors to stand up. That's the survivors that were not caught off guard to stand up in the first place. You shouldn't even be asking nobody to stand up. Like to identify as that so you got 80 something people out of 900 people you don't know any other backgrounds but y'all got the audacity to sit there and point fingers at this man for the work that he's trying to do and because he's black and he's flashy that's that really that's what that's how how limited in our thinking we are in this movement that's to me that's real regressive and real just real ridiculous um, I'm not going to get into the rest of the Just Conference because I, I, anybody who's seen me at the Just Conference knows I thought the whole thing was bullshit. I will never go again. Um, not even just because of you. And I think I want to clear that up real quick before I let you move on. I get so much backlash. I've heard I've heard so many things about I'm, I'm Armand's hoe. I'm um, his cheerleader. I'm, I'm trying to be black so I support him too much. Like I've heard all types of shit. In, around me and I'm gonna I want to clear that up right now you are my family and I'll support you just like I support Ebony just like I support anybody that I love and is in my circle and I do not appreciate people coming to me acting as if it's so weird or out of the norm for me to be praising and uplifting you 
when they don't if, if I praise and post Ebony all the time ain't nobody gonna question that but because of your self-identified background people get at me in way disrespectful ways just because I appreciate you as a friend and somebody in the community who is doing great things um and so anybody who's listening because I know a lot of people gonna listen please cut that shit out because that shit is ridiculous uh ain't nobody Armand's hoe Armand doesn't have hoes that's disrespectful in itself for y'all to even be saying that and 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 like even um degrading the work that I do at this point in my healing and my life to be even entertaining the thought that that I'm still some and under somebody's control and on top of that talking about this man when he's not around talking about he has side businesses going on like come on that shit is fucking ridiculous and excuse my language but it's just it's been too many months of this constant like just backlash of people and I'm, I'm not going to toot my own horn but people that are in the community doing the most work boots to the ground work and we're getting the most backlash just because we're not sitting here in this little fucking box and it, it's real ridiculous to keep sitting sitting here think, seeing our you know people that we love and care about being torn down and hurt when all they're trying to do is do better yeah and saving just as much as um, honestly not even wait there's 10 times as many other women survivors and survivor leaders throughout this country that well, I poured out their support and love and appreciation for me being out here than there is those that are anti. Right. So I'm, I'm just take this moment to thank every, every woman survivor, every um, survivor of ex- sexual exploitation that has stood up, that has uh, messaged me, it, whether they don't have, have the, um, you know, they're not standing up uh, out front and it, um, getting out people, they have let me know, which is good enough. And it's made, it, it's actually carried me through this because the amount That's of support right. from women that I've get throughout this country. And then just to know that the, the community that I come from, majority of those women that are survivors and leaders, survivor leaders, whether they get a platform or they get to speak at a conference or they even know there's, a, there's conferences and these things going on and training, they live, they're living day-to-day lives struggling still but mm-hmm. they, they I know they've survived and I I know they're leaders too those women that from my, my community in San Diego they don't even know this is going on half these women would go to war right now but I'm true I've mm-hmm. chose I've chose to keep it quiet I barely told my mom because I know how far she would go with this situation right so I, I was just hoping it would pass and that this would you know but I you know it's been four it's been four uh, speaking engagements that I've had this year. Man. And the re- reason why this is even existing is I was just knocked off of another one in Washington, D.C. But it's been Washington State, Washington, D.C., one in um, I, one in San Diego. Like, I've been because, I, that, and not, uh, these are gigs that have contacted me, thought there was value in my perspective and wanted me to present. And I was supposed to present there, had it mapped out on my calendar, some of them for, as far as a six month back, but as soon as my name and image went up onto, um, you know, went onto um, onto their website, these women contacted these these groups and organizations and got them to take me off. You know, and at, you know, at first it was it bothered me, then it stopped bothering me, and then this last time it happened again. And I'm like, how are they? You know, are people they have? There's so much need to help lives and save lives out there. How could you possibly have the time to? to worry about right. what our mind is doing, you know what I mean? That and I'm, I, I'm not forcing my way into survivor-only spaces. And if, if someone would ever sit down with me and let me know what a survivor-only space is, I will gladly 
not be there because I don't right. want to trigger anybody. Like what's been brought up, because I'm, is the reason, what are these problems? And one comes from almost two years ago where I was asked to speak at, to the, um, the, at the Lawyers Club event where they were, um, they were training survivors and I taught a portion on transferable skills. And when I did this, there may have been, it might've been 30 people in the room out of that 30, there was five survivors. The rest were lawyers and all kind of uppity people, you know, that if I was a, if I was a survivor, I would have been uncomfortable too. And needless to say, there was a couple women survivors in there that were triggered by me, my presence, the way I behaved. I mean, my when I say behave, I mean my body movements, because I talk with my hands, like certain things that are, are um, you know, uh, relatable to the way a pimp would move. And so I, I understand, but then what no one's saying, people people are talking about this that weren't there. And what what's happening, the women, the women that were there, the women, the five survivors that came, they, I could I noticed there was a, there was a lot of more there was a, a like they were they weren't mentally stable already. Before I spoke, there right. was one girl that was just broken down crying at a table with four people filling out application. And you could tell these women were not in a position that they shouldn't even have been surrounded by this many other people. They needed help. And I felt, I feel, I later looking back was like, now they were triggered in general. And I, I know I didn't help or, or make that any better, but it was not that Armand came in and destroyed the show. Armand came in and hurt these women's lives. That's not what happened. So that's another a, a right. bullshit misconception that's being spread out there. And, 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 honestly, and the narrative than, that I heard on that, like I want to clear that up real, real fast too. The narrative yeah. in the in the survival, like the narrative that I heard, which I had to correct multiple times, what which because it was just bullshit, was simply said like, oh, we have a pimp in here teaching ex prostitutes how to lie on their resume, and I'm like, what the fuck, like. How, how is that so simplified to a negative like perception? Like, I don't even understand how that even got translated like that, but that is not what happened. Transferable skills are a real thing. Armand is not the only person that pushes transfer transferable skills. It is a necessary tool to have. I push it. Um, I was pushing it before I even knew Armand. And so, um, I know a lot of other organizations that are pushing it as well and it's because it's an important skill because we have these huge gaps in our history and we we got to figure out how to use what we have been using um in our exploitation or in our time in the game or whatever we want to call it and we have to have somebody come in and help us figure out how to identify how do we apply that to the real world uh not i don't want to say that quote the real world that was a bad statement into this other world yeah professional uh, business world so, right yeah, not not the real world because the game is the real world. Like we just got to keep it, keep it one hundred. Right. Um, the other world, the other side of this, and everybody that I like, I I was so you know I was so sad when I knew I couldn't go to Jules. Like I was so excited to right. go, and because that is a necessary thing, and it's also necessary to have safe spaces where people are not holding our narrative. Because unfortunately. What I found, and I'm not trying to talk down on the anti-trafficking movement, but man, I stepped away over a year ago because I had I realized I had people making my verbiage for me. I had people telling me what I should identify with, who I should be friends with, who I should not be friends with, how I should approach it and run my organization. Um, 
talking about I'm basically telling me things that are not really fitting in my story which ultimately causes you more trauma because now I'm confused now I'm like why doesn't this make sense why do I feel like a horrible person for talking badly about somebody who I really actually had a lot of love for and now somebody's telling me that he's a bad person and you know what I mean so it, it got actually more traumatizing and I don't think that the anti-trafficking movement is realizing how much trauma they are inflicting on a lot of survivors um and as a new survivor i wouldn't really want to step into none of this bullshit either and so we have to recognize how much damage um us being unhealed in certain areas which maybe just be that you aren't ready to be face to face with somebody who identifies as an ex-pimp or an ex-buyer and that's okay that's not your lane and that's okay but that doesn't mean you get to to sabotage itself and uh and inflict harm and hate and regress regression on those that it is their lane and the line for me is like i don't push my narrative on nobody and i don't appreciate nobody pushing it on me or anybody else is trying to do something different and really think and it's like what are they why don't they why do they have so much time to do this when they all got organizations having meetings for but they're not getting meetings for for that they're getting meetings to talk about you and to get your hey, sis, and that, that that's why part that's part of why i haven't been um you know even podcasting part of you know like i said at the beginning part of it's because of um the shit that's been going on it's kind of been frustrating i've been like you know what I don't even want to help you guys anymore. I, 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 I've offered myself to help others. Um, I, I'm not outside of my immediate community and circle. And I'm like, my community loves the hell out of me. Women, former uh, former girls that were in the game, former dudes that were in the game, current girls that are in the game, current dudes that are in the game. They come to me for their help, their love, guidance, attention, what you name it. So I'm like, let me just focus on my community in which I have right. done more of, but, um, but yeah, so I'm, I, I, I can't, I, I can't um, change anybody's mind. I, it's not my job to change people's minds and their opinions towards me. And I've been with the mentality of let my work speak for itself. Right. Anybody can profess a lot of crap out of their mouth. You could sound really, really good out of your mouth. But when it comes to the work, what the fuck are you doing to help people? Exactly. Show me that. You know what I mean? Right. Show and, 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 and even for me to see, you know within yourself, what are you doing to help other people? Okay. Right. And, and not like, no we, not no data numbers, not no, oh, let me check right. the box because you came to my conference, but I cropped you out a picture and so I'm gonna still count you on my numbers that I of people that I helped. No, let me really talk to some people and see how did I affect and impact this person's life? Did I did I have a place in shifting their life? Am I do help help permanent solutions and change come about? Am I leading by example? Am I really holding leadership qualities? Because you are a leader. You everything about you speaks leader. You know what I mean? And that's not that. If I, I don't even have to be your friend to see that, I can see leadership in you in the, the the moves that you make all day and the steps that you take. That just speaks for itself. You can self-proclaim, like you said, all day. I'm a leader. I'm this and that. But I think we hold survivor leadership and that label way too loosely. And we throw in a lot of people into this movement who we ultimately find out 
it's real easy to speak speak about forgiveness and love, but when it's in your face and you're forced to do it, that's when mm. your colors come out. You know what I mean? Like, and you really got to put 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 your uh, put your actions where your mouth, you know, where your words are. You really right. got to show that you're about that. And people are not as healed as they think they are, and that's okay. But it's like hold your, like be honest about that shit, and don't sit here and regress the whole movement. This I feel like this whole movement is at a standstill not because of you but because of the topic surrounding this integration and that's crazy like that's crazy that this whole 20 people's 20 years of work can can be put as a, at a halt and divide and divided like this all because of some some lack of understanding or lack of like the like, or this scared this uh fear of their space being infiltrated when to be 100 honest 10 years ago, five years ago, did nobody give a fuck about a whole story? Nobody cared about a prostitute story. They had to work hard to get their voices heard. So I understand they don't want to, to feel like that's going to get taken away from them. But like you said, you're and not I, trying I'm not to trying to I'm not trying space. to take nobody I'm, at all. Exactly. I, I'm just I'm just a period with the bottom line. I'm trying. I'm I'm not trying. I'm striving and doing and to help people to help people and right. if it just so happens to be this arena then it's this arena and then like I, i've heard um uh, that you know that that's not my my place is it to help a girl that was in the game it's like okay but what if i have the capabilities of helping this woman what if what, what if this woman what if she what wants if my help her? so i need right. to not and give her to somebody that might 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 mess her up so that should i do that but this woman's really just listening to me, and the, and and you know, I mean, we we can go. You got my sis Ebony. You got you got my my one of my good best friends Kelly. That her life three sixty because of this because of what God blessed me with to give to them. And then I make, I think about how many pastors and preachers used to formerly be pimps. They're not like they're not dice, uh, dividing the congregation. Okay, I can't help this woman that used to be a prostitute because I can't. I used to be a no. They their job is to serve the people in all of our ailments. So I mean, wow. I, I just I don't get it. Yeah. And with you know, on some solution, I, all parties I believe need that, especially people that want to help. No one should be excluded from helping. You know what I mean? At all. At all. At all. And and we just got to keep it 100 too. Like, I don't even think we even mentioned it. Like who, who, this, this issue of exploitation, it, we all know is, is a three pronged issue. There's the buyer, the person that's exploiting and the exploited. So I can, I can help all day and, and mentor and do whatever I need to do to help a young woman, um, and try to do my best to prevent her from going down the same path that I went down or at least figure out how to mental her through figuring out how to transition. I am not a, a black man. So how am I supposed to prevent that other part of this of this of this issue? How am I supposed to prevent another young black man or another young brown man or another young white man from becoming somebody who exploits somebody out of their their own survival mode or because entertainment is telling them that's what's up to do whatever the issue is you have to come in that is your space you have to come in we talking about spaces you they need that who else is going to teach them not how how to prevent themselves from going down the, that path me the people complaining who who's going to do that who is going to sit here and talk and, and help a buyer somebody who's a potential buyer 
prevent them from going down that path and the consequences of their actions versus somebody who's been there. I can't do that. You can't, you know what I mean? Like we have to, we have to appreciate and respect the, the experiences. We have all had these experiences, especially the people that are, most of the people that are complaining that I know of or that have an issue with this are all Christian, self-proclaimed Christians or believe in a, a higher power. So all their experiences, their mentality is everybody goes through an experience for something. God can turn everything to great. You know, so how are you, you just, they just dropped the ball. God just dropped the ball on you. Like, you're the it's one it, exception. And it's, and it, no, you're with that being said, it's not, too. you know, I, I always grew up thinking it's not my place to say who's the, who's a Christian, who's not, who's Muslim, who's not based off their behavior. But in reality, it's like, okay, I know that the, the, um, the concepts and the ideology of, of being a Christian and walking, walking the path and walking the path of Jesus, right? And he wasn't rejecting anybody. He was in the streets with the thugs, with, with the former prostitutes. Jesus was, he was walking amongst those people. Mm. And he was mm-hmm. a helping system. You know what I mean? He was tearing down churches, synagogues. He mm-hmm. was doing that. So it's like the, that heart of forgiveness mm. and love, which I'm, 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 I'm right now, honestly, every, any of these few people that have been on the attack, I am not mad at them. And I will still to this day, sit down and have a great conversation with them if they wanted to. I'm mad at them. I feel sorry. You, you, need, to t- you need to tell my, them your my number. My number is 619-288-3187. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, you name it. I'm not hard to find. I'm in San Diego. I will meet you at the nearest Starbucks. Let's have a conversation. Let for real. Let's have a dialogue because for real. For real. we are miss any time. Time is so. We are we are granted a limited time Man. on this earth, and and uh, like I'm 37. Majority of my life, I was walking the wrong path. So I have even a shorter period of time where I've been on the good side completely. And so my life, my energy needs to go towards helping people. So I having time to, to dispute and right. all this, it doesn't work. But the only reason I will conversate right now is because I believe we all need to be working together. I, there's no point of getting me taken off of a conference when the conference wasn't just a session or a talk with survivors. This conference was with people that are actually doing or supposed to be doing work that need as much education as possible they need as much education as possible to get out here and help people there's not that many survivor leaders across this country that can help the masses of people that need help we need to train social workers we need to train medical professionals we need to train professors we need to train students that are coming up we need to teach them and we cannot teach them from one angle that is it's impossible for an epidemic that's this big and has been this big. It's not a new epidemic. This has been the, been in existence. But so, I, my voice, and not just because it's not a me or mine thing. There's other people that can do this. There's other former pimps that I know that have wanted to come forward and I've kept them at bay because I don't. Look what's happening to me. I'm already trailblazing. I don't want them to come out right. in their mentality. They might not be ready for this attack. They might just go all in attack back, which would really mess up and detour the mission. So I have told people to just chill out real quick. Right. Let me take the, the hits right now. 
while we work this out because ultimately the people that need us the most are the more we fight and we before this conversation before we got on this podcast me and you talked uh talk jamie and you were talking about those two um gazelles right in the video you said you saw two on this video oh, yeah. two gazelles were fighting you know what i mean a lion that was 10 million mm-hmm. years away had enough time to and and eat one of those gazelles based on didn't even creep bro he didn't even creep he was running he didn't, he didn't even well, creep. He, he didn't he have running. to creep you like, know why he didn't they, have to creep because you had those two gazelles <laughs> they was too busy fighting was each too other busy. so that that is that is symbolic of lives mm-hmm. that need to be saved and if we don't work together and we're too busy bickering and over differences rather than sitting down and seeing what similarities are in the mission that we are supposed to have at the forefront of our mind if that's not there and we're distracted with, mm. with bullshit, here comes the lion. The lion is poverty. The lion is is, is more yep. exploitation. The lion is is a government which system is not set right. up to help any of us correctly. It's gonna creep up and eat us. Mm. Okay? So we we it's imperative that we find mm-hmm. a way to work together. And I'm just so happy the majority of people that I've come across, they see that. But you know, but one, mm-hmm. and even even the people who, and, and that's my what was my point earlier. Even the people there, I have come, I've had multiple conversations. Like I don't know if people understand. I know you elaborated on the months that this has been going on, but I don't know if people really understand the in-depth conversation. Literally, this has been an everyday, ongoing thing of like I don't want to say defense, but explanation. And that's okay because that's part of leadership and that's part of advocacy and that's part of being a a trailblazer is having to be able to have um, productive uh, uh, conversation and dialogue with people so that they maybe not change their mind, but they open their mind to the possibility of, okay, maybe there's more than one way to do this. And that's really all that this is. This isn't a, oh, everybody got to work in the same room with ex-buyers and ex-exploiters or ex-pimps, whatever you, whatever label. We, I don't even right. know what the fuck to call anybody anymore at this point. Like, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, that's not saying that you got to be best friends with somebody, with Armand or somebody similar to Armand trying to do the same thing as he is. But the, at the same time, people have really forgotten, I feel like, where they're coming from and where they came from a couple, not even 10 years ago. It's like, you can't, you have to remember that you were once a marginalized population. You don't get to marginalize somebody now. You don't get to scream, our voices matter, my voice matters, my story is valuable, I'm more than my story. But then go to the next person and do exactly what was done to you by this huge um, anti-trafficking movement. Who now you're now you're on this pedestal of like, oh my, you know my voice matters. I'm strong. I'm resilient. Let me shut this person down because I don't agree with what his past is. I'm still traumatized to the point where I can't even look at this man and, and not put him in a category because he holds the label of a pimp. But then I don't want to be called a hoe or a prostitute. But how does that work? know what I mean like and this is coming from I I can't nobody can say shit to me because I've been there and done that I I I, I get to speak on this and that's why I, I will speak on it because it's not okay and it's not right and it's it goes for anybody you don't got to be in the same lane you don't got to be in the same car but what you do got to do is let the other person drive their car and go where the fuck they're trying to go and if they're not doing harm to nobody 
which they're not purposely doing no harm if somebody else has a trigger or a traumatization that as a as an advocate and somebody who is as a program director and a survivor leader that is your job in the lane that you stepped into to help that person work through that shit not to tell this other person that he's not allowed in that space because somebody else's triggers aren't healed that's that's backwards and that's ass backwards as an advocate you're being lazy and you need to step your game up and you need to figure out how to help that person through that trigger so that they can sit in the same room with that person and learn what the fuck this man has to offer or the other the next man has to offer because that's where the real healing comes in the healing don't come in me avoiding the situations as an addict or as an alcoholic the healing don't come with me not going to a bar the healing comes with me figuring out how the fuck to 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 utilize my tools to be able to go sit in a bar and not have a 100 percent. you get what i'm saying like there's a complete difference and that's what needs to happen that's where the shift needs to happen does that mean we can't be empathetic does that mean that you just gonna be running around in your red fancy coat everywhere and trying to trigger people no but at the same time like come on give the same grace and humanity that you're giving to these survivors or people that identify as as victims of trauma to this man because guess what you're a victim of trauma too you have a lot of trauma you have a lot of things you had to heal from and so does every other every pimp that i had all has a shitload of trauma and i i will i will sit and face to face any of my buyers and any of my ex-pimps and and try to work through some healing with them because that's where my healing comes from and that's where their healing comes from it don't come from all this division and diversity and all this extra shit this shit is for the birds and it's it's really regressive and we're not going anywhere with it and yeah you ain't not rambling you're saying real stuff so it's like um you know, with these last these last minutes, we if if we feel we need to address this again, then we can address it again. But like I said, we solution focused around here. So, what would you, what in your opinion, um, with this current issue, um, what do you think the solution is? Because I've come to the conclusion where I'm just gonna super just stay away unless unless so if someone asks me to be somewhere, I'll be there. But if I'm not if I'm not asked to be somewhere, or wanted to be somewhere, I will keep my I will keep my black former drug dealer former bad check cashing <laughs> former military former high school student former huh. gay, former pimp former whatever former gang member i'm former a lot of things you know what i mean i've been on my own since 15 i've right. been in the streets since i was 12 so i'm former a lot of stuff okay but I'm also, uh, what I'm not former, I'm currently alive and I'm currently blessed and I'm currently helping to save lives. So that is, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a, a human. I don't think I've ever not been that. And so, yes, I am a, I am a human who's not out I here harming a, a, a fly. I hate, I hate when I even think about throwing a piece of trash out the window. I, believe me. But believe me, I don't <laughs> want to do anybody any harm. And then, you know, like you said, I, I mean, you don't have to invite me to your son's bar mitzvah. It's okay. But this is chess, not checkers. So um, you could be my worst enemy. If we have the same mission to help save somebody, me and you going to be, we have to work together. And we have to be big enough as, as people, as leaders to recognize the bigger goal. And it's it's not about me. It's not about the I. There's no I in team. The, the No individual is bigger than the mission, okay? So I, I hear the anti-trafficking mm. movement. I hear it, you know, 
I, I, and I, I see a lot of awareness trainings. I see a lot of conferences. I, I, there are, are some real grassroots people that are out there really digging in and doing the work and much praise to you like Sisters of the Street. You know, I see the, I see it going on, but as a whole, the movement, we, we need to move. It needs to be progressively moving forward, right? <laughs> right. So that's what I think. It can't right. be a movement. And a right movement. now, and you can't, mm-hmm. with like a car, you, you said it's three prongs. I, I like to add a fourth prong onto this thing. And that fourth prong being law enforcement that I just had to face me and, um, the, you know, Queen Delete panel the other day at the mm. gang conference. And, um, we had, um, you know, you have Miss Stephanie Powell, who's a former um, LAPD, retired LAPD and a vice agent. So you had a former girl that was, uh, you know, most of her career, she was renegading, but she was also exploited in the gang. You have her survivor leader. You have a former police that worked vice and you had a former mm-hmm. pimp. The only thing that was missing was the buyer. So that it's actually four, you know? So these, you think of that, you got four tires on a car. What? how far is that car going to go with only two tires mm. so if we talk about movement we want this car to move <laughs> you're going to need all four tires or the car is going to be locked right. matter of fact it's not going to make it out the driveway without bruising and scraping and sparking you know we need to work together and if you have people at mm-hmm. the table willing to work together to make and create solutions we need to figure out a way okay so I'm, I'm here to figure to help with that with that way and anybody willing yeah. to want to work with me that want I'm, I'm here I'm not forcing myself on nobody like I said my community loves me and the work is being done you know mm-hmm. and I think I think that's I mean as far as that goes I don't think that's individualized to just even you because I know I, I know myself and I know a lot of other you know lived experience experts that on the female side that are in the same boat it's like I'm not going to force my way into any meetings I'm not welcome at I'm not going to force my way into any any organization that I'm not welcomed at or that I feel uncomfortable at I'm going to just do me and I know I know what my goal is and I'm going to surround myself with like-minded people but that doesn't mean that I'm going to shut down anybody else's you mean you're not going to shut down people um, they don't agree with you you know um, 100% awareness no i know shocking right but no because i don't feel like like it's like i I look at that real quick like as the same as like christianity almost it's like and i don't mean to bring it up again like the whole religion thing but i just always found it funny like people when i first started getting into this people were like oh my gosh like you because i used to talk about god a lot because i had an experience with god and i was you know wanted to talk about it and uh and people were like oh you got to get all these pimps and these girls are still the game off your page and i'm like why though like why do i why why right. would i preach first of all i grew up with all of them like those are all the homies like i'm not gonna that's the first thing second thing is like why would i surround myself with only mm. people that already know god they already know what mm. god is about i need to be living an example for the people that aren't really in tune with god right now so they can want god through me and they want what i got why the fuck would i be on facebook with just a bunch of people that already know about anti-trafficking or already know about anti-exploitation or already know about healing or already like I need to reach the people that don't know that this is out there that don't know transition exists and don't know healing exists and same for you and like and like we keep saying if it's not your lane God bless your lane and 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 you keep being the best advocate that you can for that particular population but let me tell you that your population doesn't cover everybody that has had an experience of exploitation on all three ends right you know the buyer the exploiter and the exploited 
that doesn't even cover a dent in San Diego of all the people that don't even identify as somebody who's been trafficked. What about those people? Who gets to speak to those people? Those people matter. The person that feels isolated, even if it's one person, that person's voice and story matters. And for me, like I just did a live on this the other day, that's the leader I'm okay with being. Mm. Even if it just helps one person who felt shut out and shamed, I'm okay with being that leader that, that helped that person feel like they mattered and they had a story. Even if 99% of the rest of the world want to go against me. And that's why I'm okay with, you know, standing up. And I, I, I understand you want to pull back and, and not you know not be anywhere that you don't feel welcome but i'm i'm busting through doors because i don't think that this is right and i don't i don't condone it and i want to figure out a solution of how do we all get together and and bring what we say we want to do to light which is start denting this issue and start going in a way that we're going to end it ultimately in the long run not in our generation but in the future generations and i think the only first step to that is we have to hold ourselves accountable and we have to have open minds like we there, that's there's no there's no way in skipping that we have to sit down and listen we don't have to like what the fuck we hear but we have to listen and there's no getting past that step and we're not gonna go nowhere except where we're at right now and probably regress if we don't open our fucking ears and minds not to respond but to actually listen to another person's experience and see the value in what they're doing and what they have to offer um to the population that we're all claiming that we're trying to help because right now it don't really seem like that shit is real that shit feel real fake like i don't feel like really people are really trying to help at this point i feel like it's more about people's personal vendettas and mm. that's not my movement and, and, and all that's that there about. to be said is part of the solution for sure, coming together, working out differences, and even if the, the differences don't get worked out, realizing what the mission is and make the mission bigger than your personal vendettas and gripes and issues. Okay, and um, so Miss Jamie, right. sisters of the streets, what is new? With we have uh, we have about six minutes right now. Give us the latest and the greatest on sisters of the streets and how you are continuously actively working on solutions here in San Diego. Cool. Um, so the newest thing and most exciting thing, I think, is um, our partnership with the Lynch Foundation and through our new initiative, Bridges of Hope. That's really helped. I already, as you know, was already you, you guys all see me on Facebook asking for money all the time. Um, I'm still doing that, but it's, it's getting limited because like, we now actually have an initiative and funding for this. So that's exciting. Um, we just did our first fundraiser. Well, we were one of the initiatives that got funded through their Rays of Hope. Um, fundraiser and I don't know exactly how much we raised but I do know that it's a lot easier and a little bit off my plate to have the support um, and an actual name and organization attached to this um, we recently Yay. got a 501c3 which is really great news so now we're going to be applying for a grant yeah you know I was slacking on that so free to thrive hooked me up with a with a lawyer and he got that shit done quick which is what's up um we're still doing outreaches we have an outreach coming up at the end of the month in san diego um so we'll be going to el cajon boulevard and probably like national city area just to kind of see if we can give some purses out to the ladies anybody wants to get involved with that check our website you can sign up real easy donate items whatever it is that you want to do um and we just out here spreading awareness um working on prevention in the schools um and also intertwining the the 
gang prevent um, the youth that are involved with gangs and also involved with CSEC. So we're able to we're able to uh, kind of address that intersectionality of what's going on. So I'm mentoring a lot of youth out of Oceanside um, right now through another program called Resilience, and that's really cool. Um, we're doing a lot, you know, like we're always doing a lot. I'm actually trying to get volunteers to that want to be a part of my board that all have supplemental skills that I don't have. So if you got some admin skills, um, I know, a, I know, I know, a cool, I know a cool skills, dude that um, sometimes wear red coats skills. that, you know, he may be interested. He might want to be a part of that. <laughs> okay. Well, you can wear your red coat to the board. Hey, Davis. Jamie, we'll your talk about that offline. But, um, but um, how can people find you if they want to um, okay. look into what you're doing or just support your cause? The car. Uh, yes. So I'm all over Facebook. Um, Facebook.com backslash Sisters of the Streets. Uh, my website has all my links on it. www.sistersofthestreets.org. Don't forget the extra S. A lot of people do. Um, all my contact info is right on there. If anybody that's listening needs any type of support, we have a really great and convenient chat feature on there. Just it's anonymous. You can hop on the website send me a little message it comes right to my phone if you need any type of emergency service support um any type of help with rental assistance um really anything any type of support i I got resources and connections um hit me up don't hesitate to ask and everything is confidential and anonymous and i will get you the support that you need as best as i can but i am only one person so please don't get mad at me if i can't fix it all yeah so you know um, you heard it here live Uh, but just let me for before we get Ebony's not on the phone right now, but I love you two so much from the bottom, from the, excuse me, we always go to the bottom, from the top of my heart. You know what I mean? That's that priority right there. But I love you guys. I, I, pre- yeah, what <laughs> me, up, I appreciate Ebony? both of y'all you. support. You. you know what I mean? Regardless, you know, you guys have been, what's hurt me most out of this whole situation is how much my sisters have been under attack for defending me. That, that part right there is the most bothersome out of all of this. But we're going to end this on a good note to all those out there who've had a problem with me being in this space for whatever reason. The lines of communication are open. I'm not mad. I understand. I did want to go to Hawaii. Yes, I did. I did want that trip, that conference. And the thing, (laughs) hey, Jamie, all all these these events that I got knocked off of were events, they weren't paying me. I was paying my own dime to go out here and to educate. You feel me? But it's a Man, I was looking forward oh, to you know, to you know my snap stories were gonna be lit. Just... But it, it it's okay. Uh-huh. We we you know we'll be know. in the month in July. But anyway, <laughs> um signing off, Raised in Pimp City. My name is Armand King, A R M A N D K I N G on all social media platforms. If someone said they couldn't find me, just look at them silly because they're lying to you. Okay? They're lying. They're lying. Right, Thank you. Have a great day, okay, sis? <laughs> Peep. Love you too. All right, bro. Love you. Y'all be peace.